0: Oh, I'm sweating my fucking balls off. God damn it. What's up? I'm pissed off. It's me, Adam Pacora. And you're listening to Wrangling for Tuesday. <laughs> you get it. Uh, it's hot. I don't like it already. I mean, I'll be used to it and this won't be hot because then it'll get really hot and then I'll miss this. But, you know, it's spring officially. It was like half the temperature, legitimately, a week ago. So, you know, nothing, nothing casual going on. We can't do like a, a gradual incline. The weather wants to be like me: exponential growth only. You know the drill. Whoop whoop. All right. <laughs> uh, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. I should have just done pod. I ruined it. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars only. Whatever you want. Be true to yourself. I could take it. Probably not. I probably couldn't take it. If you left a comment, I'd be like, well, you're mean. You know, whatever. Uh <laughs> You know, Apple Music, Spotify, the two big ones. If you listen on something else, that's great, too. You know, do it on all of them, whatever you got. YouTube as well. A couple extra vids on there. Uh, Check out the merch off at bigcartel.com. Microwave Minutes. Justice's show. Still going? Who would (laughs) have thought? Give that a listen. Also Apple, Spotify, the first season was video also, so check out that YouTube. It's actually got things that would require eyes, mostly unlike mine. (laughs) And check out the music, Multiplex, Wolf X, streaming everywhere, Apple, Spotify, Bandcamp, whatever you want to do, plus, you know, whatever else. And uh, yeah, Uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you want, at adam.rfat. think that's it i don't care if it isn't moving on do that stuff though come on tell your friends or don't you got me me either what are we supposed to do about this (laughs) somebody's got to find out that this exists they won't it's fine (laughs) it's just how it is oh my mouth is so dry (laughs) We're doing a loosey-goosey thing yet again today. <laughs> Whoops. Um, we're doing the Apple TV Plus twofer, the double dipper. We're going to talk WeCrashed. We're going to talk Severance. We're going to do it loosely. Um, partially because... You know, We Crashed was just whatever. Like, it was an entertaining way to fill some time. But I wasn't, like, involved. But I wasn't, like, aching to watch it. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish. You know what I mean? It was just in a weird middle zone. Uh, So I kind of just don't have a ton on that. But I got something, you know? (laughs) Don't turn it off. Oh. You're really selling yourself on this one, Pex. I know. I know. What can I say? I'm just a real stand-up, honest kind of guy. You can really put your faith in me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway. Um, And then Severance, it's like... If I go episode by episode and, like, really try to break it down, I feel like I'll just be talking in circles a lot. Because it's kind of really complicated. But it kind of isn't. Uh, It was kind of just, like, unpredictable. Sometimes not in a good way. Like, they kind of went down alleys I could have avoided. And it also, like, is misleading in its presentation. I feel like it's led in as this like dark thriller which there's like elements of but it strays away from it and a lot of the time it's like just a comedy but then it's like sci-fi like it's genre bending and blending probably could have just said blending that's fine <laughs> but at the same time it's like genreless which is bad i don't know you know <laughs> um it's kind of like it doesn't know what it wants to be i guess is the better way to word that but very entertaining that show i was hooked on i was like i cannot wait to see what happens um and i guess I just don't know how I can word this. It's like, I want to put it in a box and it won't fit in that box. So it's kind of on me, but it's like trying to push you towards choosing said box. Like I I guess as I get into it, maybe that'll be more clear. But very interesting show. Um, It ended pretty recently and it's, It ended on a great cliffhanger, but also like, you know, you could have given me a little more because now we have to wait very long and it was borderline a cliffhanger as much as it was like incomplete (laughs) where like, oh, it just stopped on a dime. That's wild. So we'll get into all that. But first, no, I'm just kidding. You think I got sponsors, son? Y'all tripping. Spread the word. Maybe I will. Okay. Uh, we're going to do We Crashed. Okay. So a, a weird theme that I guess is happening on Apple TV is that much like the Elizabeth Holmes show I talked about recently. Go check out that episode. The uh, Northman, The Graduate, and whatever else. The Batman. Oh, that movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> Go check that out. But um Yeah. Uh also adapted from a podcast, which is weird because I know for a fact that there was a book that just came out about this, also. So it's like, why are we maybe it's cheaper. It must be much cheaper, actually, now that I think about it. To not have to pay a writer that got published already. You can just pay some dumb fuck with a microphone. Um, okay. <laughs> Much like with The Graduate, I didn't have a ton of backstory on this. I vaguely remember reading about WeWork, like, blowing up, and that was kind of it, just, like, during all the tech blow-up Blue that happened for, like, eight years straight. Um. So, yeah, I'm not too familiar about the whole thing, but then, the reason why I knew there was a book, uh, the... Authors of that came on the Ryan Russillo podcast, great podcast. He doesn't need my shout out. Uh, Shout me out, buddy. Uh, (laughs) And they basically explained the whole story with like great detail. And I kind of so I already had like a background knowledge of the character and like what happened at the company in general. Right. And then as the show was coming out, he also had the people who made the show. So I had a little background on the show where they made it clear that this show is not necessarily the whole story of WeWork and this Adam Newman guy but rather the relationship between him and his wife Rebecca and it's more about their dynamic through the that same journey of like the company founding through them getting thrown out and whatever um and yeah so it's more of a like relationship story so, fusing those two together, I feel like I understood a little more of what they were going for because it is a little vague on the business end of like exactly what's Adam Newman's doing. And the, like, it's a lot of it's implied. And a lot of the. So, his big thing, well, I guess a lot of big things, but he would just like come up with these, like, really grand, broad, like, tech company-ish statements that sound really profound and dope, but don't really mean anything. Also something that Elizabeth Holmes kind of did. It's in the same realm, I would say, Um, where it would be, like, we're not a business, like, no, it'd be better than this, but, like, along the lines of, like, we're not a business, we're, like, an embryo hub family. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was a terrible example. I guess I probably should have pulled one. Um, <laughs> but whatever. He would just make these grand blanket statements or where people would be like, yeah, $10 billion is cool, but what about a trillion? And people would be like, ooh, this guy's thinking big picture. But it's just like, He's just talking out of his ass. There's no real, like, business or plan behind any of that. So things like that. Now, so when he would do those kind of things in the show, it was never really... I mean, don't get me wrong. They paint him accurately as, like, a hustler-type guy, but it's not as explicit to, like, oh, he's, you know, doing one of his things. That was just a nice little nug that I had in my back pocket. Anyway... So, as I said, it kind of starts from the beginning. It's like, oh, here's Adam Newman failing at all this entrepreneurship and then it shows his courtship of Rebecca and it's kind of off to the races from there, but you like he's portrayed as like a lunatic asshole right from the beginning, but then it all starts working and it's kind of like, oh, is he good at this? You can't really tell because especially with the early success of the company, it's like, well, they did start it from pretty much nothing. So it's like, he does have some ability, like the initial growth at least checks out, right? That's where it's kind of confusing that they're not really going into this, like there needs to be some sort of buffer or like narrator. I don't really know how you would like get this involved, but it's kind of hard to track exactly where he goes wrong. So basically, right after they get the company off the ground, uh, he goes behind the, it's him and a co-founder, basically, and Rebecca gets thrown in the mix, but the co-founder is more smart and level-headed and doesn't want to make all these grand, big things. He's like, yo, we don't have the money for this. You know, pretty standard stuff, like things you need. You need a little capital. Uh, but he's like, no, I'm going to sign this like way higher-end, way more expensive space. I guess I didn't really explain what WeWork is. I assume that that's implied, but... They basically lease out office space to losers and they give them beer and donuts and whatever. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to get way more crazier or impressive real estate. They start in Brooklyn. He's like, I'm just going to get this really hot Manhattan thing. And the dude's like, no, we can't. And he's like, I just doubled the price we're going to pay so I could secure it. And it's like, OK, that doesn't make any sense. But then like it all ends up working out and the company grows more. So it's like, was he right? I mean, I guess technically, Yes. But basically, he just continues to escalate that kind of behavior as the company grows and it becomes more and more unfeasible, feasible, unfeasible. It's also unreasonable. They were very upset. So there we go. Combo that bitch. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then he's also like embezzling a ton of cash and just like buying rockets, <laughs> not literally, but like crazy cars and mansions and planes and shit. And he eventually gets kicked out. So that's pretty much the whole arc. And it's pretty much good the whole time. My only real notes. So what I didn't leave what I didn't mention to begin with. Anne Hathaway plays Rebecca, whatever. Ann Hathaway's great. Jared Leto plays Adam Newman. Now I didn't watch any video or hear any audio of this man, but <sighs> When the show people were on the Rosillo podcast, they mentioned he like, they're like, no, he volunteered. He wanted to do the Israeli accent. He's like, I'm game. We're doing it. And they were like, we didn't, we weren't even going to ask him. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. And they're like, well, we got Jared Leto. So we have to let him. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> so here's the weird thing. He's in makeup and prosthetics. Cause of course he is. Cause he's an asshole. But he, I mean, he also kind of should have been this Adam Newman, dude's pretty ugly. Uh, and he has weird hair, and so does Jared Leto. But Jared Leto, both in the way he dresses and the way the makeup is and the way his voice is, it seems like he's doing a Tommy Wiseau impersonation pretty much the whole time because it gets wackier and wackier at certain moments. But when you look up Adam Newman, he does have like similar-ish hair, at least in certain times, and in certain times in the show, it changes and looks less like Tommy Wiseau and more like a person, and... He does basically dress the same, you know, he doesn't have like nine belts on and all that shit, but it's just the same general vibe and like oversized jackets and shit like that. And it's very distracting and it kind of ruins the quality of the show because everything else, it's like super well done, you know, like Apple is not shying away on these budgets because it's, you know, they make billions on everything so they can throw fucking whatever they want. At a show or movie. It's chump change. So like all the production quality of everything is outstanding. You know they got high end everything. But then you just get thrown out of it. By this dude who's just being. Who thinks he's in the room. But he's in a show about a billionaire. It's just very strange. So it's also hard. To take him seriously as a character. And like part of the reason why it's hard to gauge exactly what's going on ever. Because. I just keep thinking, this is nonsense, this is Tommy Wiseau, like, what are we doing here? This is, you know, it just takes you out of it. So, if you decide to watch it, be very weary of that. But it is good, you know? I'm not not here tootin' my horn about it, but it's like, I definitely think you should check it out, almost just for, like, am I crazy, or is this just Tommy Wiseau? But I did not watch it alone, and got the exact same response. So curious what you think, but check it out. You know, if you got if you're like, man, I could go for a quick eight hour show. Boom. You know, I need to watch something this week. Check it out. Pretty good. But not as good as Severance, which starts now. I just want to add, I <laughs> I feel like every now and then as I'm ripping through one of those review things, whatever you want to call it. I'm like, wait, did I skip nine things and did I jump backwards too much and did any of that make any sense? And usually like when I listen back, it's like, oh, no, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm pretty sure that one was pretty rough and I'm sorry, but I'm not redoing it. So <laughs> if that was a tough sit, I apologize. And this next one may be as well. So I'll just say sorry again right now. Um, but we're talking severance. Apple TV. Look. The Morning Show, you know, you've heard all the stories about how terrible it is. I have never bothered to watch. I assume it's as bad as everyone says. I'd probably think it's worse. And they had a couple other duds and a bunch of shit nobody cared about. And then Ted Lasso caught on, and now a bunch more shit is popping off. They just won an Oscar. I mean, (laughs) crazy shit. They're jumping way ahead in the awards category in streaming wars since they're winning Oscars. Uh... But I think that they're starting to catch up in quality, you know? They had to get a little shit off the ground. I mean, Netflix had the weird thing where, like, their originals popped off because they were so good, like, off the bat. And they got progressively worse over time. So Apple's heading in a better direction, I would say. Anyway, Severance. Labeled as a science fiction psychological thriller, it's also very much a comedy. So I'll get into that, but what's very interesting about this is that I believe half of the episodes were directed by Ben Stiller, who I have gone on the record as saying I've severely underrated, and is a very talented man. So he's a great director. This episode, not this episode, this entire show, it's also, sorry, I will say, co-directed by someone with a very Irish name. Oifey? I mean, I don't know how to pronounce that. McArdle. So, whoever you are, lady, congrats. But I don't know how to say that, so sorry. Uh, but they split it. Ben is a great director. This show, you want to talk about production value is unreal, so try to make this premise as simple as possible because I'm also going to try to explain what happens without a giving away too many specific spoilers but it's gonna be kind of spoilery so you know i'm sorry but there's no way for me to talk about this show when i really want to talk about the show without talking about what happens so you know once you start to feel like you hear too much if you want to shut it off shut it off that's fine but here we go the basic premise is this is some giant corporation like beyond Amazon, from what I gather, like the scope they're trying to give off, okay? So a company this large has a lot of deep, dark secrets, and in all of their more sensitive, like information-sensitive departments or just weird, bizarre ones that they want to keep completely secret, let's say, they developed a technology in which they drill a hole in your brain and put a thing in it, which also has a tracker, by the way. We'll get there maybe. I'm going to try not to say too much, like I said, but we'll see. <laughs> There's It kind of gets really layered. But uh, what that device does is it splits your memory into two, let's just say, it's two. I don't know why, but it's timed, basically. So once you clock in at work, you shift into your other memory. So it's basically a personality split, and you have a work personality and a home personality. But when you're at work, the only memories you have are clocking in and clocking out, and then you just clock in again and clock out again, and then it's, it's basically never-ending. And all you remember is doing work and then when you clock out you don't remember work like you know you went to work cuz you drove there in the morning and you know you have to go to work but that's it you don't know what happens you don't know anything about your job you don't know anyone you work with and that's pretty much it you know it like i said it gets layered but we don't have to get too much into it <laughs> um and so it starts on a very exciting note. Like, let me just say, the intro and closer to this season, like the bookends of this, are absolutely perfect at gripping you in. So the first like, scene right away, boom, bait, fish hook, you caught me, I'm in. And the last scene, I'm like, oh, I want more right away. So they just nail it on both ends. There's some lulls in the middle. But overall, this show is magic. You would think this was on HBO. That's how good this is. This ain't a Showtime quality show. No, no. This is big time. Okay? So it starts on a very gripping note, as I said. Here we go. This lady just wakes up in a conference room on the table, like gasping for air. And you're like, what? (laughs) And there's just like a little speaker box on the table and this voice comes in and they're like, we're going to do a survey. And it's horrifying. So right off the bat, you're like, this is some torture shit. This is like Saw, like some crazy shit's about to go down and I cannot look away. Like this is some psycho crazy shit. Basically, you assumed that this woman was drugged and kidnapped and is now, you know, where she is. And basically, it's revealed that it's her first day at work. So you kind of watch her like be birthed into her new second self. And she's like very resistant as first and you don't really know what's going on. And then Adam Scott's character gets introduced. Love you, Adam Scott. You know, we don't need to talk. Recurring for a Tuesday, I mean, it's all you—at least your character. So we we'll love Adam Scott on this show, no questions asked. Uh-huh. and he ends up being like the main character of the show, so it's kind of a weird shift how it starts. Um, but it's also cool because they're not just spelling everything out for you, which honestly never happens, which is great. Um. So it kind of, like, piece by piece reveals in, like, minuscule time jumps, more so, like, perspective shifts. So it reveals that it's also, like, Adam Scott's first day as a manager. And so he's, like, trying to learn how to make someone's first day go right, and he's fucking up. And so it's this whole thing. And basically, as the show goes, it reveals more layers about the company and, like, the workers get more curious because the new addition... Uh, That girl I mentioned, she never is into it, which, like, doesn't normally happen. You know, they're all like, we're here to do our work, blah, blah, blah. And right away, she's like, I got to get out. Like, this is fucked up. And the whole time, she's trying to find her way out. Like, she does not want to be this basically slave worker. She's the only one who sees it that way. And the layers of corruption and evil and all this, like, there's a bunch of, like, psycho shit that goes on. Throughout the company, uh, really dark, weird stuff. They, like, force them into apologies. Almost like Clockwork Orange-style shit goes on there. And it basically aligns everyone to also want to uncover the truth. And, yeah, it just builds and builds and builds, and you slowly find out more and more and more and even at the end they haven't even reached the surface like there's even some stuff that like the viewer knows about I see I'm trying to be very careful in my speaking so sorry for the vagueness but I really want people to watch this so I ultimately decided I'm not going to say too much uh but I mean it's just crazy think like you know there's like secure the security guard is basically like a robot program to like destroy people's psyche you know there's just a lot of wild shit that i can't delve into but they find like secret departments and like so it's also a thing where you're like not allowed to sneak out notes basically there's like a crazy text detector in the elevator and if that detects you you get sent to like this punishment room thing which is insane um and yeah like one of the bosses so the bosses don't have the memory thing they know all the deep dark secrets and basically like even they're doing crazier shit than like the higher-ups would want them to because they're so like warped by their sense of power especially given the fact that like They can do anything they want to these employees and they'll never find out. So it's kind of like, is the whole corporation that evil or is it just like the severance level division? Like there's a whole lot going on within the structure of the company that you don't even know. You still don't even technically know what they do as a whole. Um, And it starts to play into like the work versions of themselves, try to tap into the regular versions of themselves who also end up getting involved because one of the employees was able to, like, remove the device and he became one guy and now he knows a lot and he tries to pass it along, but, like, the company's after him. There's there's basically a storyline going on for every individual person and they're all nuts. (laughs) Um, Adam Scott, for the most part, is the only one who you see both versions of, but as the show goes on... That kind of changes, Um, and as the unsevered evil people basically (laughs) slip up more and more or just, like like I said, overwield their power, which in turn causes them to slip up, like, just more and more shit happens where they're, like, getting involved in people's private lives and it's just out of control, just absolutely out of control. And it's a lot, I understand. I'm still leaving out, uh, like, some shit. Like, it it gets really dense and really layered, and it's an incredibly creative show. And like I said, a lot of it is a comedy. Like, when it's just the four of them at work, outside of, like, when things escalate, and it's, like, really trippy. Like, they they work in, like, a big office with, like, green shag carpeting on these, like, vintage computers that look like something out of, like, 2001... Um, and it's all just like really bizarre. Everything is like slightly off kilter, stuff like that. Um, but, but for the most part when it's, it's only four people in Adam Scott's department, including that new girl and then John Turturro and this really funny dude whose name I can't think of. I'm sorry. And I could look it up right now, but I'm not gonna, but he's great. Watch the show. You'll love it. Uh, When it's just the four of them, like, working, again, outside of, like, a big event, it's mostly just a workplace comedy, so, like, half of every episode, at the very least, is hysterical, so it's great, and even that balance gets flipped, so when it's more dramatic in the office setting, I feel like it evens out to be funnier in the outer work setting, you know, and that'll kind of split equally, and it's just immaculate and i'm foaming at the mouth for season two and i hope i didn't reveal too much and i hope i said enough that this show made sense overall (laughs) because it probably didn't and i'm sorry but watch both of these shows but take severance very seriously and you know all praise adam scott all hail adam scott is what i meant god damn it i'm such a fucking idiot (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go. My mouth is super dry. It's really hot in this room. I love you. Take care. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.